Hello and welcome to my podcast. I'm Anthony White, Freeverse Folkestone. That's Folkestone, UK. And uh, this is the third of my podcasts, which I started doing occasionally quite recently. And it's mainly to give me a platform to read my poems out loud and hope that someone will hear. There hasn't been a place to do that recently, although we're um, about to be able to do that again sometime soon. But anyway, here I am, uh, and I hope that you're listening and that you will enjoy this. I'm recording this on the afternoon of May the 23rd, 2021. Tomorrow is a great day. It's Bob Dylan's 80th birthday. Uh, I don't have much to say about Bob, but I just um, would like to say happy birthday, Bob, and uh, thank you for everything. Thank you for being my guide really through a lot of my lifetime. Bob Dylan has written many songs that tell stories. I'm thinking of Tangled Up in Blue, which I think is many Bob Dylan fans' um, choices, one of their favourites, if not the favourite song of Bob Dylan's of all time. Tangled Up in Blue begins, early one morning the sun was rising. And it's interesting that he would still at that point have been writing in a way that recalls old folk songs. I'm thinking of early one morning. What am I thinking of? I've lost it. Early one morning, just as the sun was rising. It's just the same, really. Uh, so good old Bob, still delving into the past um, songs and poems and poets and writers of the past and bringing it into our present. The past and the present and the future are all one place, really. This is a story poem. It's called Wednesdays. Nothing to do with Bob Dylan but it does have a reference to past poetic, dramatic stories. Uh, in this case, um, the man who I'm talking about in the poem is called Corin, and he was once in love with a shepherdess called Phoebe. This is all very familiar from poems and plays of from hundreds of years ago. Wednesdays. Of late, the need to meet as if at first. Recognition, of course, taking its place. The easy bits of where you like to sit, what sort of coffee, whose turn it is to pay. Ask about the family, naturally. And then to start afresh, with a true wish to be easy with you like a friend. Forgiveness, though you tell me there's no need, asking to take place, and after that, forget. Wednesday was always Corin's day in town. He would come down from the sheepfold in his suit jingling the change in his trouser pocket, hopeful of good stories and company. 
over Spencer's mound and past the old forge into the cowprints of Jamlin's acre, over the stile, across the beechwood road, under the railway bridge, past Lover's Lane, all the way his shoes fall into place. A thousand trips like this. Along the way he improvises a little song to hum as he tramps downhill. When the last of a people is gone, when the last son without child and the last daughter without child have said the last syllables of a dead language. In the market he buys cherries and loose apples. How's the love life, Corin? winks the stallholder, and Corin tilts his free hand gently, as if to say, it's so-so, or in the balance. Palmed, though, is another answer, something like, I remember having a love life. There was Phoebe, the shepherdess, though finally she would not have me. Crowded around their table in the pub, his different mates, the jumpered sculptors, painters and poets who lap their flat beer and argue and laugh, free for a while of their art. I heard it, says Greg, on the wireless, the BBC, no, listen, get this, an icon of the first and utter water. It's true, on the BB fucking sea. And they laugh and get to talking about icons, and then heroes, and then their own heroes. And Seamus starts on about Billy the Kid, and Barbara shouts him down. Billy the Kid, just a juvenile delinquent on a horse. And Seamus, his own man, quietly protests. You must take into account that then... When I was a schoolboy, the West, America, was a faraway place, another world, a distant land with no landmarks or milestones. Billy was young with a black hat and a gun slung on his hip. What's not to like? Hey, Corin man, the voice of reason, Billy the kid, hero or villain. Corin tilts the well-used hand again, says, well, you know, tilts it the other way. The table roars with laughter and they chorus, on the one hand that, on the other this, good old Corin, drink up, what's your poison? He protests, no, listen now, it's my shout, but is overruled, your time will come. Struck, as always, by the ordinariness of the artists, their scruffy hair and clothes, all but Barbara, who looks as though she's dressed by Vogue, the silly things they laugh about off duty. Corin is also struck, again, as always, at the sudden change when, on their fourth drink and halfway through eating their shepherd's pie, they become impassioned about art, Barbara enraged today about a man called Crick who paints with both feet in his mouth. It's an old hat he makes look like a piss pot. Jonathan, the oldest of them, laughs and says, ah, now he's got something though, your man. And Greg pipes up, yes, he's got that talent we don't have. He makes money. <laughs> <laughs>
and they all laugh together, fit to beat the band. He wishes he could buy their drinks, he feels for their poorness, and he can afford it. What's more, the fun they give's worth twice the price, but no, they'd be insulted if he tried. He wonders why they never talk of love. You'd think they would, though it occurs to him there's no parallel in the plastic arts to the love poem, love song. Funny that. One of the writers, a handsome boy called Matt, is slagging off the Man Booker shortlist. You see old Cluck's got on again, ye gods. Cluck, whose artistic credo seems to be that a story must have a beginning, a beginning, a middle and an end. Corinne pipes up. Wouldn't this be better? Start with the end so we know where we stand. He means it. He's not trying to be clever. But Matt won't have it and he puts him straight. Oh, that's all been done. Everything's been done. So Barbara puts an arm around his neck, says, cheer up, Chuck. Your time will surely come. It looks as though they might go on all day, but sometimes someone says, that's it for me, and up they sup and stagger to their feet. They kiss, embrace, shake hands with Corinne. They'll sleep it off, get up tomorrow, work. Corinne, good man, thanks for, good to see you. Till next week then. And Corinne says, if we're spared. He picks up his fruit, dusts a hand down his chute, and goes again, clumsy now over the stile. Then, glad to be back in his distant land, the fields he used to farm. Too pissed to whistle, he quavers a song in time with the tramps of his feet. I live in a house on a hill, the dog has died and I will not have another. This is the house where Phoebe might have lived, but she would not have me. Since thou can talk of love so well, thy company I will endure. Yes, I'll endure. That's the end. I hope, I, I hope you've enjoyed that and took something from it. That's all from me today. I will be back again sometime. And um, good wishes. And once again, happy birthday to Bob Dylan. Let's all think about him tomorrow. Sing one of his songs, play some of his music. He's great. Bye for now.